0: Log Talk Radio Now bring to Yo, This is a color production Oh
1: yeah.
2: Like that. Jimmy, Jimmy, hey, ni hey, hey. ziva Imwe Mwana ine kwanga Sina pune kubadwa waso Ine mwana wanu Sina tanke kubadwa mwane mene nilili Kuhu hey. so, ni nani tiza kulema Kwa mavuto tititamu ¡Suscríbete
3: to Zambia Block Talk Radio. This is Open Forum. I am standing in for Roger and uh, we do apologize for the delay and the technicality. We just hope that everything is well with my colleague on his end. Uh, hi, Dr. Pat, welcome back. Michaelini, Hey, I'm quiet. Hey, I'm quiet. <laughs> I'm trying to trace your brother here. He's vanished from the face of the earth. <laughs> Who's that? <laughs> Roger.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I know. Yeah, Louisiana. Here. Warren. Good morning.
4: Good morning.
3: Good morning. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, wonderful. Excellent. Hi, Alan. Welcome back. Hi.
1: Thank
5: you. Great discussion earlier.
3: Thank you. We've switched gears. Uh, we here didn't now. touch
5: the- we didn't even touch some topics, like
3: the no, 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 no. <laughs> exactly. Like, uh, what do you call it, Pastor Campbell was telling me, and uh, it's it's a very wide subject, and uh, there was a certain point where I wanted Mr. Warren to come in, but we ran out of time. Let's see what happens here. Uh, yeah. I'm going to say, well, good morning.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Vanessa, how are you? Oh, good, good.
3: I'll spend good
1: morning.
3: Excellent. Pastor Brian, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. Excellent. Now, Roger had lined up some things to talk about here. And uh, one of the things he has is uh, uh, President uh, Biden's uh, choice of uh, a gentleman of Nigerian origin. Deyemo, I believe, who's going to be Assistant or Deputy Secretary, which department again? Can somebody help me here? Remind me.
4: Treasury Secretary? Is
3: it? it? I think it's
6: the Treasury. uh, Treasury. Uh, Yeah, Yellen. I think the leading that's going to be nominated is Yellen.
3: that's, that's, That's huge. That's a very serious department. Not that others are not important, but that's a very key position right there, Mr. Warren.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Uh, so that's one of the things that Roger uh, had the, uh, lined up for discussion. And then Ghana, ivory, cocoa, price dispute with the world, get the win, Ethiopia, and the resemblance with Zambia. And uh, oh, I didn't know about this one. Trump pulled 700 troops out of Somalia. Uh, Who will take the corona vaccine first? Oh, wow. I didn't hear about that. Maybe let's let's begin with that. Well, there's another one here which is saying who will take uh, the corona vaccine first. Uh, Next week, I'm having a a doctor who works in that line of work. Uh, The organization actually uh, works in developing and working on vaccines. And he's going to be my guest next week. Uh, just for the record, I've said it, um, uh, Dr. Pat, everybody here, Mr. Warren, I'm not taking the vaccine. I've got my own argument and my my own information on that one. Whether President Obama, Bush, and President Biden do it on TV, I am not taking it. How do I know if they're taking the same vaccine that everybody's taking? They can even take, be injected with water just to demonstrate that they're taking a vaccine. I'm just saying. That's just my my thinking, my crooked way at the politics, as always. Um, okay, there, there is this uh, Pastor Brian you said this is news about Trump pulling 700 troops out of Somalia. I didn't see this. How did I miss this? Can you talk more yeah, about it?
0: I yeah, I wouldn't say I can talk a lot about it. I'm not too sure. But I, yeah, it was, I saw it on the, on the on the news yesterday in passing. As we are preparing to to go to church, I think what Trump is doing is just want to make uh, Biden's work difficult when he gets into office. I, I think that's the policy behind the the movement of those troops. I mean, he wants to move troops even out of the uh, out of Afghanistan and everywhere else. He wants to lessen the number. He just wants to make Biden's work uh, more more difficult when he gets into office. Yeah, but this is the way but, I'm but thinking But they
5: kept saying that was the wrong move by Obama When he was talking about pulling troops out Now when it's Trump, it's okay
0: Because <laughs> where are the Republicans right,
5: they, they should be shouting, saying you can't do that
3: Yeah, okay <laughs> Here is the thing And this is something that uh, Don Lemon raised yesterday he said, uh, is it then Lemon or Chris Cuomo, one of the two, he talked about the, the aspect of the component that the Republicans have just gone mute on anything that uh, outgoing president is doing, um, which is typical of Republicans. They do things on when they suit them, when they suit their situation. Uh, he, he can, this is the way I'm looking at this, uh, Pastor Brian and everybody. Uh, He can say he's pulling the troops out, but I think pulling troops out is not a one, two, three days event. It's a process, and I believe that um, I want Dr. Patrick and Mr. Warren to respond to this comment when I'm done. Uh, He can say he's pulling them out. Okay, maybe the paperwork and the formality can be done. The actual process may actually take longer than that, and President Biden can stay that pulling out. Dr. Pat, Mr. Warren, my statement and my own point, or I'm just uh, mumbling here. You want to go
7: first, Patrick? Dr. Patrick?
4: Sure, sure, sure. sure, sure. You're, you're correct. You're correct, uh, Nathan. It will take at least six months to there you go. withdraw U.S. troops from. From Somali or from Afghanistan or from the Middle East in a particular country uh, mm-hmm. that, that is so selected. Iraq. It will take at least six months and at the end of six months, payments will have to be made because not only the United States, it's also the coalition forces that will have to be paid to withdraw their suits as well. So by January, uh, it depends on what's the status. President at that time, President Biden will have to revisit that that troop withdrawal. So uh, it's still in abeyance. It's still a moving target. So we'll have to wait until President Biden assumes office in January. I thought that's much, Mr. Warren. Yes, as
6: an American citizen, I don't agree with uh, United States policy when it comes to military presence uh, in countries around the world. I, I never thought that the U.S. military presence in various areas really helped or meant the people or where they're located well. So when I hear those kind of stories, I don't really too much mind to them because, uh, you know, it's like you, what you said of the shell game, you move something here and you put them back over there, you know. And so uh, that's just my position as it relates to that. Um,
5: Warren, um, if I may add, see, the problem is this, that when America moves, for so whatever reason they moved into a nation, rightly or wrongly, the chaos that's created there for them to just walk out it's going to be ten times worse than before so part of the reason why they end up being stuck in some of these regions is that out of kind of like a moral obligation we, we, we started this we did this now we can not just walk away so for me as uh, being from there once America comes in with military might they need to stay until such a time that the nation is rebuilt or stabilized in some way, shape, or form. Because the end result, the brutality that comes after the U.S. walks out is unimaginable. And the people that suffer is the man on the street, the common person on the street. You know. Those rulers who they go after when invading nations, they, they never even get to suffer. Most of the time they go away, they hide, they live their lives but it's the man on the ground that ends up suffering like crazy. So for those reasons, I, I, you know, I want to say we should think thoroughly before just pulling out.
3: At mm. it, 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 that point that you have made, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, um, Alan, is critical. And Mr. Warren's position is basically my position. I, I've never agreed yeah. to uh, America being the world police, or so that's the, the popular phrase people use, and uh, things like that. Uh, my Basically for me, uh, oh, by the way, Dr. Patrick, I found Roger. <laughs> you come and explain his situation. Um, <laughs> it, 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 because you it's said... Good. Good. It, it, it's easy to go into a country, send troops. You see, we like to use these phrases, troops. Those are people's husbands, brothers, children. Yeah. I do not, you see, even when we we come to, to dealing with this issue to do with, uh, what do you call it? Uh, when we say, So many people, and and I I like it when the journalists come out like this. When you say 200,000 so many people have died from the coronavirus, those are not just numbers. Those are people. My argument to Mr. Warren's position on America sending people, uh, troops into other countries, is you are sending people of... Family members to put their lives on the line. That's my number one argument, Dr. Patrick. Okay, do not, do not try to use an expression. And and I know it's jargon. It's political jargon. It's political jargon and all those kind of things. But that's basically so. My point was, even if Trump has done what he has said, he could have signed the necessary papers at the Department of Defense and all that, but Dr. Patrick has rightly put it, this will take approximately close to six months. So President Biden and his administration will review these decisions and things like that. Good morning, Patrick. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome. Welcome. Mm-hmm. So we look, for those joining us, we are looking at the, uh, the, the, this aspect of uh, uh, I, I didn't even see it, brand just yet I, when I saw Roger write it here. Um, what do you call it? Uh, President Trump has withdrawn troops from, uh, from Somalia. So we we're just sort of examining or commenting on that to see you can sign the paperwork, you can make the pronouncement. Let me just even go to the extent of saying, probably hasn't even signed anything. He, you know, he likes to make these <laughs> announcements on, on the media and everything else. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, like I said the other week, when Roger said, well, he corrected me and said, you can only have one president at one time, that's why they say president-elect. For me, President Biden is President Biden. There's nothing like President elect. Hi, Roger. Good morning. Welcome to the World of the Living. <laughs>
8: Good morning. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. <laughs>
1: Good
8: morning.
3: Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. So that yeah, that is on the, the uh, President uh, pulling the troops. Of course, he's made that announcement about pulling troops out of Afghanistan, and now understand yesterday there was something on the news about pulling troops out of Somalia and all those things. Okay. Uh, let me hand over to his Honorable here, Senator Roger Charlie.
8: Yeah. Well, I think he's putting uh, troops of uh, out of... I don't know. Maybe it is uh, just punishment. He's trying to, to as they are saying, he's trying to bend the house as he goes out. But
3: uh, That's exactly what Brian uh, said knows? before you came on, Roger. He said he's trying to make Biden's job difficult.
8: Right, right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry, everyone. uh came from work, sat in my chair, waiting for the time. Closed my eyes, uh, Dr. Patrick, and then I overslept.
1: <laughs> uh,
8: uh, this, is how I find this is how I find myself. <laughs> It is not even Uber? funny, it is not <laughs> even funny, Dr. Patrick, it is my wife who has just come and woke me up, are you not doing radio today, and I'm like, really, yeah.
0: <laughs> no, that happens, that happens, don't show back, yeah. sometimes the body just shut off.
8: Just you know? shut for, for some reason. I don't know I don't know what happened. And uh Ken Brother teacher. Adeyemo Adeyemo is um uh, is a Nigerian born uh eh? Nigerian born um man who has been um uh what is the word Nathan? my, my, my yeah. brain used to wake up
1: nominated
8: And
4: he's the
8: elected, nominated
4: deputy treasurer, secretary. Deputy treasurer.
8: Deputy treasurer. Because you are going to help a lot. Uh, So we'll talk about his uh, his nomination Um, when we are asking about all these appointments. Do they mean anything? Uh, Can he be of use? Uh, to put some of our, uh, our demands on the table. W- why are we demanding? Uh, remember, Dr. Patrick, last week, it was on this show, we were saying we need some serious appointments in the black community. Why are we asking? Or the, why do we want uh, uh, high-level appointments uh, to, be, uh, to be appointed? It was a, a big discussion on my Facebook page how some people said it doesn't mean anything. Um, some of us think it may mean something. We don't know or we'll hear from what uh, uh, others uh, have to say here. Uh, but before we do that, let's look at, um, okay, there's Brother Patrick here. I'm not going to waste time, brother Warren. Welcome, but um, <laughs> I
1: am
8: uh, uh, brother Brian. Brother Alan, welcome. Or oh, should, should I say, thank you for being here, uh, <laughs> show, Yeah, brother Pianki, Doctor Patrick. Have you have you seen brother Pianki already? No, not
4: yet. Um, I think I'll give him a call, find out where he
8: is. Well, I don't know if this 314 is for Bianchi. 314, last phone number, 3846. Good morning. Hello, 314? (laughs) Maybe that's not that's not what's Some somebody will, uh, else. Uh, okay, let's just uh, go straight away. Look at uh, some of the pieces on the news. Uh, let's start with West Africa uh, in um, Ghana, Ghana, and and the Ivory Coast. These are the two West African countries which produce a total of 70% of uh, <clears throat> a wild, uh, wild cocoa. Uh, cocoa is a $100 billion industry, and yet uh, the farmers only get $6, six billion. Well, the two countries are saying we are not going to sell anymore. We are not going to sell anymore until you you put a prime um, tag, a a price, a good price to the, to the farmers. Uh, that is uh, Ivory Coast and Ghana. They are saying we are going to hold our cocoa. We are not going to sell it anymore until we have a good price. Uh, who wants to go? Can Ivory Coast and Ghana win this fight? Can they win this fight? Somebody say something. Not if,
4: not if Nigeria doesn't go along with it. Because it'll just increase the, the Cocoa coming in from Nigeria Okay uh, What what I would like to see Is I would like to see Who are protesting Is it at the farmer level Is it at the third tier level Is it at the second tier level Is it at the first tier level Because when you, when you start With Cocoa and other products Similar to that and In an african country you always have the first tier level which is the buyer and you start out with 600 million and by the time you get to the third tier level which are the farmers we're talking about 600,000 so from 600 million it it, it disseminates down to 600,000 and that's for all the growers so i would like to look at exactly who's protesting at what here.
5: Um Roger. Yes. This is, this, therein lies the importance of the West having ensured that Africa is fragmented because they know if one or two say no, they've still got other people to source what they want from. But if we're one block <coughs> and the entire continent says no to whatever product, whatever raw material, or whatever, you know, export, we need a fair price. It carries more weight yeah. than when we talk in and fragmenting. That's why Pan-Africanism has to be alive if we are going to find any kind of
8: uh, real progress. Dr. Patrick has said, this uh, a Nigeria joint, and when you look at the West African countries, We have Nigeria, we have Togo, and some of the other producers. Uh, So I was wondering why only two have decided to create some kind of, uh, can we call it a cartel? Some kind of a cartel to control the price. And everyone else, uh, I don't know. I'm not sure if everyone else have said they are not interested. I don't know. Um, But you are very right, Wachan. And that was my other question. Um, if the Western world does not buy this cocoa, as they call it in West Africa, then it goes to, ro- to rot. It doesn't go anywhere. So uh, that is probably the, 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 the I don't know, should, should we call it a dilemma, our, our friends uh, find themselves uh, uh, into. Okay.
0: You know I uh, I believe I believe the Western world has done a very good job to make Africa um to make us Africans not be able to, to have our own manufacturing industries in stuff like this. For example, Zambia mines copper, right? But the uh, copper prices sure. are not set in Zambia. They are not set by Zambia or, or Zambians. The copper prices are set by the metal or whatever you call it, the exchange thing in, in in London. We mine copper. We don't even we can't even make copper wire. It's, um, it's the same thing. They they, they they grow cocoa, but they can't make chocolate, or they can't even make cocoa to 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 drink. And the only oh, market they oh. have is in, is in, is in the West. So if the West, okay, keep it. keep it. We'll see what happens. Keep it. Or what the West mm-hmm. can do, they'll start bribing officials. As long as they are putting money in officials' uh, briefcases, they will receive their decision and start selling uh, this cocoa back to the West. Until Africa is able to produce, is able to, 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 I mean, to grow, is able to manufacture, is able to, to, to make into a final product, then maybe they can have more leverage. As, as it is, we really don't have any leverage.
6: Can I yeah. uh, can I chime in, can I chime in on that?
0: Yeah, brother. That, I
6: worry. Yeah, I I I agree with that uh, assessment by the gentleman, and uh, it, it appears that the the real cartel out of any cartel is the cartel of the Western countries. Yeah. And yeah. I'll put Asian I'll put Asian countries with that too. That the African nations uh, should be kept from. Developing uh, raw products, uh, raw uh, commodities in the products. Uh, Mm. And this is something that the African nations have to take a a unified stand on as it relates to uh, the minerals in the soil. They're giving contracts to uh, multinational companies for 100, 200 years. That doesn't make any sense. And uh, I know in Guinea, for example, around the city they call Buri in Guinea, where it's a gold deposit area. I mean, you have like a whole section of Guinea, like, like a city, that not even the Guinean the citizens are allowed to go in. You have the personnel of these companies, these mining companies, living in nice homes. And uh, many of the people from Guinea themselves are not even allowed to go into that area because it's being mined for its for wealth that it produces. And I also wanna bring up the situation in Lebanon where you have Lebanese people are going to Africa for refuge, where in the same country African women were protesting in front of their embassies, Kenyan women, Ethiopian women, Ghanaian women because the Lebanese employers just left them hanging. I just find it uh, surreal that Africa becomes so yeah. welcoming, so welcoming to people who treat their citizens in those countries
0: uh, less than animals. Yeah, you can put China on that list. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and, and let me say about China. You
6: know, there's a there's a um, among the progressive. People, among the people who consider themselves political progressives, you know, the, the people that critique the West, you know, they, they see China as some sort of ally, and they see the United States uh, uh, confrontation against China as some sort of uh, unfair treatment to China. But, you know, China is no friend. We should say as African people, China is no friend to African people because at a certain point, those people are going to clash with each other over African resources, as has happened in the past, and and, and African people are just be spectators, <laughs> looking at people fighting over stuff that they should be making decisions over.
8: <laughs> you see, and you see that's that's a very good point. Um, I was uh, looking at um, a video uh, how uh, the people in Ghana. Uh, the farmers, the cocoa farmers, brother Warren, they have never even tasted the chocolate. They don't even know the taste of the chocolate. The farmers. <laughs>
1: yeah, how,
8: how 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 is it even how is it possible uh, that the people who grow the the originators they don't even know how the chocolate tastes? Later on, um, enjoy the fruit. Of, of what they do. Um, I don't know. Uh, the, the, the president of Ghana who was uh, leading this effort with the Ivory Coast is actually facing the election there this month. Um, and I don't know about, uh, what to say about uh, the man, but I think he's a good guy. Maybe we hope he wins. Roger, he can bring a similar. Good... Yeah. <laughs> Roger,
4: is similar to the um, regulatory testing that I was talking about in, in the past yes. the past program, uh, even in Nigeria, as large a country as Nigeria is, the the testing, the regulatory testing, is lacking. Mm-hmm. The with the cocoa in Nigeria, uh, much of the cocoa products are manufactured by uh, international companies like Hershey. And when it's manufactured by a Hershey, the Nigerian chocolate goes under the label of Hershey, and that is easily exported to other countries. Whereas if a Nigerian chocolate manufacturer would try to export his or her chocolate to a different country, it would be detained by countries such as the United States because it doesn't have the import of um a Hershey company Similar to Something as large as Coca-Cola Coca-Cola is not tested uh, By Nigerian companies Or by na- Regulatory companies in Nigeria And you find mm-hmm. that there's a Great deal of sugar In Coca-Cola coming out of Nigeria But yet still Being that it's not tested It's accepted in other countries And we have different levels For sugar In Coca-Cola, so it it behooves us to keep pressing the point that regulatory laboratories are needed. It it is mandatory, and it's very difficult to uh, enter into a discussion of whether or not products are accepted by by international companies if the country itself can't test their own products, and that includes pharmaceuticals as well as foods.
9: One of the things is with these countries is that you know we always talk about how they should industrialize, um, but you don't just industrialize. You don't just start manufacturing. You need reliable and very inexpensive sources of energy to industrialize. You need a driving for financial um, financial uh, base. Banks and other investment vehicles, equity and non equity sources, to come in to help give loans and support manufacturing. There's, a, there's an underpinning and a foundation to manufacturing that needs to be built before you can start manufacturing. And I think countries like Tanzania are, are really taking some large leaps forward in industrializing and setting the base. They're building the dam so that the energy there'll be cheap reliable energy for industrialization so i think those things need to be worked on first but the leaders have to have a vision um to do these things in order for them to kind of take shape but i look at tanzania as a good example of a country that's taking a lot of steps in the right direction yeah but
7: can i contribute
9: (laughs) <laughs> That's a very big, uh, good
8: good point. Uh, go, go ahead. Hello? Yes, go ahead.
7: Yeah, uh, I was just trying to add to... I mean, uh, by the way, good morning, everyone.
8: Good morning. Who's on the call?
7: Is Bunny is my name.
8: Okay,
0: Brother uh-huh. Bunny. Welcome.
7: Yes, please. Uh, thank you. I just wanted to add to the list of... Uh, the necessary uh, preparations that uh, he's mentioning as to what would uh, help us to industrialize um, Africa. You know, one of the things that is important is also to understand that when we talk about industries, we're talking about machinery. And uh, this machinery will not come from ourselves unless otherwise we begin to... Uh, build our own machinery. Otherwise, the same people who don't want us to sell our cocoa at a profitable price are the same people Mm -hmm. who are going to uh, build those machines for us. And then uh, Mm. they will build them in such a way that uh, when any part of the machine is broken or needs attention, Mm -hmm. it's them who come and fix it at a very huge cost. And just to sell you a spare part, it will cost you a lot. And uh, all they try to do to us is to make it hard for us to become independent so much that we perpetually, uh, you know, know, become dependent on them because they know for certain that uh, we do have what it takes to do things on our own. So machinery is key when we talk about industrialization, and uh, if we start building our own machinery, then we can succeed. But as long as we can't build our own, we will always be dependent on them, and definitely they'll make sure that it's hard for us to access these machines, maintenance of these mm. same machines, and things like that. So uh, aside uh, besides just the point that uh, he raised, uh, the two countries that you have talked about, you ask the question: uh, Will they be able to succeed? The answer right. is absolutely no. They cannot. You know, it's it's a big mistake for them to decide to say we are going to do this the two of us and we'll make sure that uh, the Europeans, the West, hears us. It's not going to work. Why? Because. The strategies to the independence of uh, the economic independence of Africa uh, is about the systems we build. Uh, The West has spent a lot of years to build these systems where they Mm -hmm. are able to control us. And these Mm -hmm. systems they've built are, are collaborative systems such that In Europe, it's not one or two countries that will work against Africa. No, it's a a group, a big number of countries working together in agreement to say, Mm. you as a country, you (coughs) cannot do this for them unless otherwise we approve of it. Mm -hmm. You as an individual or two of you cannot do something unless we approve of it. Why? It is because they know that the more they control us, the better Mm -hmm. they become. And the Mm -hmm. day they will let us do things on our own, that will be the beginning of their downfall. And they don't Mm -hmm. want to see uh, themselves fall. And so Mm -hmm. we need uh, strategies uh, to build systems. And this should Mm -hmm. work with countries of Africa coming together. This was Mm -hmm. attempted by a few guys Uh, I know that you and I celebrated the liberation of uh, Africa politically but when we were celebrating the liberation of Africa politically, we actually missed something. We never sat down and, you know, strategized as to how then should we avoid these people coming back to penalize us Mm -hmm. again or to use us or Mm -hmm. to manipulate us or to control Mm -hmm. us. We didn't do that. We just thought we had won the battle. Yet it was halfway won. We had 50% of things that we should have done to completely become independent. So the economic part wasn't left in our hands. You know, so because of that, we've kept going into circles. This president comes, he says, I'm going to make sure that the West listens to us. I'm going, and he's working in isolation. He's speaking out of his convictions. He's shared his convictions. None of the other African leaders are willing to buy into that. So uh, Mm -hmm. the the West has a way in which they play what you can uh, call divide and rule. They divide Mm -hmm. us like they did at the Berlin Conference 1887. They divide us and make sure that we are not in agreement at any point. They divide Mm -hmm. the, the continent. Then they also divide the nation. By saying it, you need to be democratic. And if you are mm. democratic, definitely you are going to, to, to win and become b- a better country. And the democracy that has come, look at how much harm it has created. How many political parties do they have in Zambia? How many political parties do they have in Nigeria? You know, uh, uh, we, we, are, we are being used unknowingly by these men and women from outside. So they don't want yeah. us to be free to do things on our own. That's why we are so dependent on them. But fifty yeah. years of Zambia as a country where I come from and some of you come from, we are still struggling even to pay fifty four million, you know, of of, of of debt on a monthly basis. Yeah. We're struggling, but we have the, the, we have the, the, the gold. We have the, 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 you know, all kinds of minerals. So basically, yeah. it's all about us implementing strategies and not just one country coming up and saying we will make sure they don't. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Europe can survive without the cocoa from these two countries. They can survive. Mm-hmm. Just like, for example, um, uh, you know, let me just add this. There was a time we all were excited about our our diamonds, our gold, and, uh, you yeah. know, so forth and so on. But here is the point. Uh, do you know that in America they started creating diamonds? They made what they call created diamonds. Okay? So our diamonds uh, are not as marketable now. Go to the uh, jewelry store. You buy a diamond earring, a diamond ring. But it's not the actual diamond from, uh, you know, the ground. It is created. Why? Because they know that, you know, the more they buy from us, the better we become. So they have to create something. And everybody in America has been made to believe that they see this, what I'm wearing, is gold. This, what I'm wearing, is, uh, you know, diamond. All they do is to, do, to create things that will make us more impoverished so that we always look up to them. And... Um, You know, uh, uh, to end this, let me say this, that uh, we as Africans, we are like a child that has not eaten in a long time, and uh, when you try to throw anything, even what is rotten, to this child, the child will receive. The child will not even question, because the hunger itself uh, will actually compel the child to eat anything. So that is how we are. They can do yeah. anything to us. They can say anything and they can throw anything. So that's my contribution.
8: Yeah, we are desperate. Uh, <coughs> good, good contribution there. We are desperate um, people. <coughs> Scary and and yet, uh, what was your name, brother, again? Barney. Barney who? Baroja. As in Baroja, what, name what,
7: Burn him land, Roger, when
0: you say, when you okay. say you were desperate, what do you mean, Ma'am Roger? And uh, are you going to let the, co- uh, the the contributor just to go? I mean, uh, uh, and say these people—why we always
7: blame them? Why would we, we we give them so much power? I don't understand this.
5: Well, um, Roger, yes, you know, in line with what you're talking about, I think it's not a question of. Yeah, we, we blame them, and I think the mistake we make is expecting them to come up with solutions that are going to fix our issues. See, the only people who can figure out and sort out the African problems are the Africans themselves. And we have to be prepared to do what it's going to take, you know, as long as we are fragmented. When, when my brother was talking about um, after independence what happened, the Kwame Nkrumah and all, they tried. But as usual, the Europeans behind the scenes made sure that there was one faction against the other faction, Pan Africanism collapsed. And it did not take off. Because if it had taken off at that time, with everything that we were we, we were producing, all the copper, all these things, the, the 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 metal stock exchanges in a country that doesn't even produce copper, they are the ones who determine the copper prices. So the only way out in which you want to get out of any hole is, number one, to stop the bleeding. First thing that we needed to do is come together as Africans and say we are not going to export whatever the product is, whether it's cocoa, copper, whatever. We're going to put it at a fair price. And initially, your market is going to say we are not buying from you. But let's say, for instance, all of Africa stopped exporting copper. How long can the world live without our copper? Those are the questions we need to ask ourselves. If the world can live without our
8: copper, how long can Zambia live without uh, exporting an ounce of copper? You know, no, that, that is that's what I'm coming problem.
5: to, Roger, because what it's going to mean is this. Once you determine that it's going to take, if you say it's going to take 20 years, the next question is, can we survive without exporting for 20 years? And what will it mm, take? Mm. If you say, okay, Bane two four times a day or three times a day. to Akularia, one time a day for the next 20 years. And you are prepared to do that you may come up with your your intended uh,
1: goal.
5: but As long as you don't count the cost
8: and are not prepared to pay the cost, you'll keep blaming the other person. Exactly. Mm. Well, there's a lot of elements, uh, Brother Warren here talked about, Brother Patrick, (laughs) you know. uh, We have, I don't know, Africa. We have all these issues, electricity, our industrialization. our our markets you think about uh, Zambia and Congo they are just like a, a stone a stone throw away and yet we cannot do business uh, together I, I don't know um, no, I, I, let's go uh, to uh, no let's I, I think let's say uh, okay very quickly whoever wanted to say something very quickly but
6: yeah i, I want to say this quickly uh isn't it interesting how the United States in particular condemns the concept of socialism. But when countries like Cuba and Venezuela, in their socialist programs, uh, improved the quality of life of the population, the United States has to get involved to embargo them. Now, the situation in Venezuela, because I, I know Venezuela under Hugo Chavez, that poor population the 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 indices of their quality of life was improving, and then those people were getting access to a uh, type health care they never would have imagined and education and we know Cuba exports its doctors out and so not only uh i'm suggesting uh to prevent people like in Africa from being uh self sufficient and create for themselves but you know other countries when they try to Uplift their population to uh, because all these these countries in the uh, in in the Latin America are very class oriented. You have populations of black people, Native American people, who have never had the opportunity like they had under Hugo Chavez and even in Cuba, the black population's quality of life vastly improves as well of that. So it's interesting how the Western countries attack the countries that have a nationalized effort with, when it comes to health care and education, they, they attack that because, you know why they attack that? Because if it's working in those countries, they don't want the American people to then take another look at the United States and say, well, yeah. how, how come we can't do that here? Why can't, why we have to sell our houses to pay for our cancer treatment? You know, after you get cancer treatment, you're in so much debt, people have to sell their property or turn their property over to the hospitals and stuff.
1: Okay. Uh,
8: (laughs) We have, uh, again, huge, huge, huge huge issues to do. Uh, But we have another big topic. Uh, Dr. Patrick, it's good you are here. You're going to, uh, to, to, to help us here. Uh, let me start by asking uh, Brother Adayemo here. Uh, he's been nominated uh, to be Assistant uh, Treasurer. Walk us through, uh, uh, Dr. Pat. Um, assistant uh, Treasurer or Assistant any, Anything uh, Secretary of, of, of State, uh, how critical are they in the, in the U.S. government?
4: It can it can be very very critical in that we have at the economic uh, table someone that can speak for us, and the the higher the position, the louder the voice you have at that table. And Adewale Adiemo, he is the Deputy Treasury Secretary. He's second in command, so his voice is loud, and that's good. We also have a person by the name of Cecilia Rousse or Roche, and she's a sister, and she's on the Council of Economic, um, the Advisors Chair. She's the chair of the Council Economic Council. So we have two people of color that can speak power and hopefully hopefully there will be ears to listen to it which is Janet Yellen who is the uh,
8: Secretary of Pressure. Um, Obama has been accused by the the black community of having done a very little uh, dr. Patrick uh, for the uh, for the uh, black folk, I, I don't know whether fair or unfair uh, there. While they bring their voice to the table, if the president was unable to deliver as per uh, uh, black uh, expectations, can we expect a deputy treasurer to be uh, to deliver, so to say?
4: Well, I could, I could go down uh, a list of the contributions that President Obama has uh, performed in all the black we have, Excuse me,
8: Dr. Pat. We have one line which is giving us a lot of uh, feedback. Uh, if you know it is your line, uh, otherwise unless you don't know, uh, then I'll, I'll mute some. But if you know it's your line, just mute it, and when you want to speak, you can open it up. Go ahead, Dr. Patty.
4: Yes, I was saying the, the list is long. Uh, we're talking about eight years of, of contribution by uh,
9: President Obama.
4: Now, if you were to say, did he do all of that for black?" No, he did it for the United States, and the United States comprises all black. So when, when we're talking about things that he's accomplished, he's accomplished a great deal. You also must realize that a president can only go as far as he can with respect to executive orders. You have to have a Congress that will pass the bills in order for the president to sign them. So for the first two years, President Obama accomplished a lot because the House of Congress, the House, of, the House and the Senate were controlled by Democrats. When uh, Mitch McConnell came into uh, came into power, which was the third year, um, then you found that Mitch McConnell shut down everything. So for the last six years, he was. An ardent opponent of President obama ergo president obama's track record was limited to a to a certain degree uh, I could miss the things that um President Obama has done but let let me just say that President Obama has done a great deal for blacks right, and what he's done he has done for the people of the United States and he didn't separate sure. the States as being Republican States and Democrat States. He did it for the United States.
8: Um, policy, policy wise. Uh, yes, we are going to have a voice. Uh, Dr. Patrick, as, uh, as, as you, you, you are saying, um, The higher he goes, you say, the stronger uh, that voice. As assistant uh, deputy treasurer, before I go to everyone else, um, what kind of influence do you think?
4: Not not assistant. He is the deputy
8: Deputy. treasurer. Deputy. Okay. Okay. There's a huge difference there. Uh, What influence policy-wise do you think it can have which can benefit um, the African businessman, the African um, uh, African countries? W- what policies can they take to the table? And how can that happen? How can we make sure that when they go and sit there, they are speaking for us? Well, I, Andy
4: Wally is, a, is, as you mentioned earlier, he is a Nigerian. He has both right. traveled throughout Africa. He knows the the conditions and the situations that exist. However, his policies and his recommendations and his his um, expertise will rest in the United States. So the question will be, what can his offering be to benefit the United States through? African countries and if it will benefit the United States then he will push it and if it will benefit both the United States and an African country he will push that so that's that's the voice that he has at the table if his voice wasn't there there would be no one there that has the air of an African country when it comes to U.S. policy making
6: can, can I address? Can I address uh, some of the stuff Dr. Patrick was saying?
8: Yeah, go go ahead, Brother Warren. I
6: want to I want to add this, and this is very important for us to understand. When you are a black person and you're working at that level, you are an elite. You are a black elite. You've been very, elite. very, very carefully by the white people before you're picked. Now, what's my point? At the end of the day. I'm sorry to say, ladies and gentlemen, nothing will change for the masses of black people on the ground as a result of a few black faces in these high places. This is the new strategy to control people. You take elements of the suppressed population, you take their faces, you put them at the top to keep them calm and to give them an illusion that they're progressing. Now, all of the policy that's going to come out of all of these offices that are under the president's offices are designed by the elite class, by their foundation money, by their lobbying groups, by their scholars that they have in these you know, these, these uh, Ivy League universities where they have these conferences. Public policy is developed by the elite class. It is based off their vision of how America should look. I did an interview on my show some years ago with uh, a sociologist, G. William Domhoff. Now, Domhoff has a, a book that's called Who Rules America? It's in like its fifth printing. It's like a book used in the graduate school in sociology. And Domhoff also has a website called net. Where he goes, see, this is what we call power dynamics. How is power segmented in America? And very few of us understand how this power is done. So, my point is Barack Obama, with all the inspiration he meant for black people, at the end of the day, he was an elite. And so, his loyalty and dedication was to the agenda that the white elite will always have. We have to be clear on that. So at the bottom, those of us at the bottom must continue to organize, resist, and push back against these policy developments that do not advocate for our humanity, for our improvement materially in our lives. So that means... You know, we will have to challenge these black elites. We will have to do that because they're not there. They're not. They're not selected and appointed there because they're good people. They have demonstrated they're willing to be loyal
8: to the. (laughs) Now, now, let me (laughs) challenge that. uh, That thought, uh, Brother Warren. Um, Number one, why then do we uh, insist? Why do we lobby? We are lobbying the Biden administration. We need more people of color. We need a diverse cabinet. If these people are of no use, why are we asking for the uh, appointment of a, uh, a diverse cabinet? What's the point?
6: Because the African-American demographic is stuck in the mud, like a car is stuck in the mud and the wheel is keeps spinning. We're stuck on the politics of symbolism. Now, if you look at Jewish people, they don't want to be at the top all the time. They, they operate behind the scenes. They make up a lot of influential people on boards. And when you look at mm-hmm. economic, interestingly enough, when you look at economic agenda, all of these Treasury Secretaries have all been Jewish, as far as I can yes. tell. Yes. So yes. They, don't want to be, yes. they don't want to be way out front. But see, African American people because of self-esteem issues, want validation, acceptance, recognition from the same people that mistreat them. We have got to graduate from that. So it's the politics of symbolism. We want symbolism, not substance, because those black faces are going to push those same screwed up There was no reason in the world For Trump To be the one To give HBCU's funding For 10 years Trump shouldn't have been the one To have gotten credit for that When Obama was president There was news stories Of how HBCU presidents Were disappointed In Obama Because of the issue of funding So uh, My point is We have to understand how this society we live in has become more sophisticated to include elements of the population that are suppressed, take their spaces, put them up top. long time ago, it used to be Lena Horne and Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis was a boxer. Lena Horne was an African-American entertainer. That was black people were very proud to see them on posters and whatnot. But now it is transformed. You put blacks way up at the top, but at the okay. bottom you still roll over them.
8: So very very quickly, brother. Warren, before I go to others, what do we do as therefore?
6: What what do we do?
8: Yes, yes. Well, uh, so well, uh, thing, I, I mean, you're giving a good example. The, of it. Yeah, go ahead.
6: First thing, we need to admit to ourselves, it's not about a black face in that place. Let's see what the agenda is. How long is it going to take to change the problem we've identified? And let's solve it right now. Let's solve this problem. Whatever the particular problem we've identified, let's see what policy agenda is going to move the situation from point A to an improvement. How long is it going to take? And let's get to it. But when you just keep putting the faces up there, you are you are giving people a false hope that their situation is going to change. We, to me, in my opinion, we have used up our bubble gum. Called first black this, first black that. The flavor is gone from the bubble gum. <laughs>
4: <laughs> remember, remember um, the Remember the question is always. Remember, the question is always, if not us, who? Which means that from the day of captivity to the present time, we've been striving to get to these positions. In order to get to the positions, and when we got to these positions, we had a voice. The voice may be unique. It may be strong, but it's important that we get to these positions because it's a psychological empowerment. We may see the faces, and some faces have uh, deteriorated our position, but many of the faces have improved our position. So it is important to see our faces at the table. Because Patrick. one, but two, Dr. three of these faces will make a change. And they have well, been making Dr. changes.
6: But, Dr. Patrick, we lose sight
4: of the historical
6: fact. When we had none of those faces, we were just as influential in this country with our organization, our resistance, and our protests. In other words, we didn't vote for the right to get the vote. We didn't vote for that. We struggled for that. We made ch- we forced changes on the ground. And as a result, that's why they did put up the black faces. What I'm saying that's is right. the black faces, the black faces <clears throat> are not the end of the story. The, the power is still in the resistance. See, one of the things Obama's presence did, it, neutered, it, it kept black people paralyzed. All of a sudden now, we stopped protesting. We stopped struggling. And watch this we all of a sudden became super patriotic. For example, when we asked the question, and I was one of those blacks, by the way, who was very critical of the existence of an Obama because I knew the chess game it was being, he was being used for. So let me give you an example, guys. So when black people who were consistent with their focus say, what is Obama's? Uh, plan for black people The first thing we started saying Oh well, he going to be for everybody He go, What group goes out on the limb For everybody All of a Brother sudden Warren, Black people didn't want to be black anymore They wanted Obama to be for Everybody Not looking out for their interests Like each group
4: does Brother Warren When did you When did you ever Stop protesting you never stop protesting. Black people in the United States never stop protesting. When Obama became president, black people continued to protest. We don't stop. We put one person in a position, and as a group, we continue to protest. Well, you name a, a time in the history of, of black development had we
8: ever stopped protesting.
4: It's
6: not enough the same
1: question
8: well, 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 no. one of the, the sorry, gentlemen, one of the issues uh we really want uh I'm, I'm not sure if it is the biden or whoever uh dr patrick everyone on the on on the call here china has come to to africa um, instead of giving, well, they do give uh, co- corrupt money to our leaders. But at the same time, they are, they are helping to build infrastructure. Some people are suggesting that IMF has really killed us, the World Bank has killed the third world countries. One of the things we would like to see uh, from the new Biden team, and hopefully from our, our brother, is to change that. Why don't we take that money from IMF, Dr. Patrick, and start making bridges, start making start making roads rather than uh, the balance of payment, whatever they call the balance of payment, which has put us uh, has
9: in a big hole. Because the planning
4: is not there. Yeah. There you go. The, the, the business plan, the business plan, yeah, yeah. the planning is not there. It needs to be there and it needs to have been worked on yesterday. Not with the with the placement of um Adewale. You have to have the plan in order to proceed I like, like that Patrick. I like and, that. and that's that's what that's what Brother Patrick is talking about. The planning. You have to have it.
9: Yeah, it it it, it you before Roger you asked where do you start? You always start with sitting down, figuring out what the problem is, doing a problem assessment, and then hmm. start, well, planning. Now, there's another part of this, which is the ideation part of it. That's the part where you think, you open your mind and think of what would be the best way to do this. What is the end goal? What is the utopia state? Define what that is. Now you can put a plan together to get there, Right. But if you don't do that, if you don't know what you want in the end state, then you're going to talk in circles forever because you don't know what you're working toward. You can't put a plan towards something when you don't know where you're going, what the end state looks like, right? And so I think that's where it starts. Even with the problem that we're talking about in the United States, it has to start with a meeting of people to say, what is it that we want? What do we want? What do we want?
4: What In addition, like? you what have does it to.
9: Like? What does it taste like?
4: In addition, what you have to know is you have to know the game of chess that's being played at these institutions. That's why it's very important to have a person like Adwama here at the economic table. It's important to have a, a person of color at the IMF, at the World Bank, so that he or she will know how the world politics of finance is being conducted. And once you know how it's being conducted, you can devise a method that will improve your situation, your country's situation, your people's situation. So you have to be there at the table in order to understand how the game is being played in order to play the game properly.
9: I I will just say this from a scientific standpoint. You know, melanin is a skin pigment, it's a complex polymer. There's nothing in that complex polymer that says that when it is present, it is going to work in the interest of black people. So just going by skin pigment alone, that this is a black person, does not guarantee you anything. Even on a scientific level, it just means that there's a person, a black person. Right? We have to look at the ideology of the person and make sure that they're on our side and they come from us. Right, come from the grassroots. Just okay.
8: uh, I, mean, I mean, brother, uh, brother Patrick, that, 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 that's the same point brother Warren is, is is making here. So as a team, Zambia Block Talk Radio, we, we have to go, I think, on a discovery and find out who is this guy. Can we can we talk to him? Skin pigmentation, uh, brother Warren, uh, brother Patrick. Why it matters to me, and this was the argument I was having with my colleagues yesterday on the radio, why, why that it matters to me, I think, um, say, for instance, I have to introduce myself to a white man. A white man, first and foremost, just from the skin pigmentation, is just me. Before I even open my mouth, he just me. So our discussion is starting at 80%. 20% is already discounted. I'm in, a, I'm in a deficit. So if I have to meet the brother Adayeno, you know, guess what? He knows the, the, the skin color. is part, part of it. Probably he waits to listen from what I have to say. He waits to hear what I have to say before he can make the judgment. So you see that advantage we are talking about having to meet another black person uh, to just give us the insight, Brother brother Warren. Just, can, can you help us with the insight? What, what is going on, man? Hey, maybe you're you unable to do anything, but how is this game played? Can
1: you help us?
6: But, but see, the, the, the thing that the, the other caller mentioned that's important is the foundation of any action is ideology. How do people think? How do
8: Exa- exactly, that's
6: what we are saying no, no, let me, let me Brother, at down,
8: the end uh, the next thing Zambia Block Talk Radio has to do Through Brother Patrick and your connection uh, Dr. Patrick We uh, Hopefully COVID goes We are going to be one of the people to organize A roundtable um, uh, uh, Economic <coughs> discussion To be part of that Let's start to talk to him That's, that's <coughs> what I think, Brother Warren that's yeah. what I think we should uh, do. Oh, I wanna this is
6: this is a little uh tidbit trivia. You know there was an one of the first African American senators, Blanche K. Bruce, during Reconstruction in the eighteen eighties. He served as register of the Treasury and he had he was one of the signatures his name was one of the signatures on the money. He was born a slave and he later became free and during the time after slavery. Called the Period of Reconstruction, he became a senator representing Mississippi. He served the was the first black person to serve a full term as senator, and then later he became Register of the Treasury. So uh, he, that was one of the offices in the Treasury Department, and he would sign his name on the money. <laughs>
8: Okay, uh, we'll continue with uh, this discovery uh, next week. I apologize again. Um, sat in my chair, waiting for my show, and then I sleep. What "What's up with that?" But thank you for your uh, contributions. We, we, we need uh, to dig deeper, uh Zambia Block Talk radio and, and the team here, uh, find out what do we need to do? Uh, skin pigmentation is not enough the elites are still in control so uh, what are we doing at the table we need to find out this next next week how how what we can brother brother biden joe biden has promised he, he wants he, he has our back what, what is that what does that look like Alright. Okay. Thank you thank you so much um everyone. Uh I hope you can join us uh, next week. Uh trust me I'll be uh, <laughs> awake, uh, awake without uh <laughs> without any, <laughs> any, any, any doubt. Have a good weekend everyone. A lot of my Sha- points Dr. Sha- Patrick telling me I'm I'm quiet,
4: Dr. Patrick. Bye bye. I'm bye. You.